Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Zach Peters podcast. I hope that this podcast finds you having a good day. If you're not having a good day, then this podcast is actually sort of for you. If you're watching this podcast, I promise you very, very soon, my office slash the guest room in my house will be made up and there'll be no more books or wires or a bare bed visible in the background. If you're not watching, that's okay. You don't have to worry about that. You just get to listen to my voice for a couple of minutes here. But thank you so much for listening today. And I hope God blesses you through this. Um, I, I'm just, I'm excited to share this sort of message, this reflection from John chapter five, verses two through nine. I'm going to read it this week, but if you want to pause and read it for yourself, you can. But John chapter five, verses two through nine says this. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool in Aramaic called Beth- Bethesda, which has five roof colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years, more than I've been alive. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you not want to be healed? And the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going, another steps in down before me. And Jesus said to him, get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now this happened on the Sabbath. Have you ever made a mistake before? A mistake, any any sort of mistake that caused you to have a bad day? Have you ever had a, a bad week or, or or several bad weeks, maybe a bad month, maybe you've had a bad year, and sometimes we know that you cause the bad stuff yourself, and sometimes you can't help it. Maybe you're living right now in a season where it seems like the bad days are the norm, and if you're honest with yourself, it doesn't look like it's getting any better anytime soon, and you're sitting there and you don't know what to do, you, you don't know how to fix it, you don't think you can fix it. Once you reach a certain age in this life, and unfortunately, uh, sometimes it happens very early in life, you're going to make a mistake, or you're going to have a bad day, or a a bad couple of days, or even worse. I was a student pastor for six or seven years up until recently, and I know from experience from from student stories that that, that were sort of in my vicinity, it doesn't take long into life for things to start going wrong, and sometimes pretty spectacularly. I've had students who were born into very, very terrible situations, and that was their existence every day. And very often it felt like they could not escape. Very often it seemed like there was nothing they could do, and sometimes there was literally nothing they could do on their own. That experience helped me realize that sometimes you don't put yourself into a bad day. You don't put yourself into a bad week or a bad season. If you are a kid or a child, you have very to, to little control over your environment and what's going on in your environment. And while you get older, you might have some more control. There are still things that just happen across the board. Again, I will grant that we put ourselves into bad days and bad weeks and bad seasons by ourselves plenty of times through our own, act, through our own actions. We create these moments, but there are a lot of times whenever we don't control them. So what we are talking about over the next few minutes are small mistakes and big mistakes. Bad days, bad weeks, bad months, bad years, and everything in between. 
And that's what we're going to deal with. Massive seasons of things not going your way and single days where things aren't going your way. And whether you created that or someone else created it for you or just random chance created it for you, this scripture has something that we need to recognize and realize in it. Several things, actually. In the scripture we just read, there's this man with a chronic issue. A chronic issue. We're not talking a bad day, bad week, bad month, or even bad years. We're talking about bad 38 years. We're not even talking a bad decade like the Great Depression. We're, we're not talking about several years of recession. We're talking about 38 years of problems because uh, of this one singular problem of him not being able to walk, being in his life every single day. That's what we're talking about. Not a single day, 38 years, almost four decades, four decades of problems, four decades of bad days, four decades of being stuck. And psychologically, I can't imagine what this might do to a person like this. And maybe some of you have had some pretty severe chronic problems and issues that you've dealt with, and you can relate to this person. I have a hard time zeroing in on what it must have been like to wake up every day or to try to fall asleep every night. And, and that's not including peeling back some different layers that we don't necessarily have today. Uh, we peel back some layers to understand this guy a little bit better. We've got to realize that this guy lived in a society that didn't offer the type of support that can now be offered to people who have physical conditions and physical and mental issues. I'm not saying they always get offered, but we can now offer support medically. We can uh, now offer support uh, emotionally and financially and psychologically that, frankly, they did not offer or could not offer back then. We can offer it now. We live in a society where that can now be offered and it can ease the burden a little bit. He also lived in a society where illness, problems, issues were directly related to sin. Some sort of moral, moral failure in his life or in the life of his parents was the most likely cause or the most likely culprit for why this guy was in the situation he was in. That's how people viewed his problem. He must have done something wrong in order to earn this illness. His parents must have done something wrong. His grandparents, someone in his life, did something wrong for him to earn this. So, so not only is he dealing with a very real problem in his, in his body, he's dealing with the fact that people view him as being impacted by sin, even though that is not the case. 38 years of bad days. 38 years of, of wishing that you could escape, but you can't escape. Knowing it just wasn't possible. There was no, no hope. Come on, somebody. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have any idea what this guy must be feeling? I have to know that of the people who listen and watch this podcast, that some of you must have some sort of connection to how this guy must feel. Trapped? Ashamed, maybe? Stressed every day? Stuck. This guy was hopeless. He's hopeless. You can see it in his explanation of why he wants to be healed, but he isn't healed. Jesus asks, do you want to be healed? And the man is like, I, I, have, I have no one to help me. Of course I want change. Of course I want things to be different. But I gave up trying a long time ago because every time I get close, it just doesn't work out. And it's easier for me just to sit here and lay here next to the pool than it is to keep trying to get into the pool. Two quick thoughts I want to draw out from this that, that sort of struck me from the scripture. We look at people who need help 
And sometimes we assume there must be something else, something more that they can do to help themselves. And maybe I shouldn't say we look at people that way, because I know not everyone does that. But I definitely struggle looking at people with an attitude that says, that assumes anyone can work their way out of any situation. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a 100% bad way to view life. I think that's actually partially healthy. But if you take that thought process to the very extreme, it isn't hard to look down on people who are stuck in situations because we assume that they're lazy. We assume they have not put themselves in a position to get the help that they need. We assume they've not done enough. And so we assume laziness when, when sometimes that's just not the case. Sometimes it might be true that they put themselves in a situation. And sometimes it might be true that they've not done everything they can do. But sometimes it just doesn't matter. Even if those things are true, it doesn't matter. Our attitude towards people who are struggling, to people who are hurting, to people who are in seasons of pain, yes, we should encourage them to do all they can do, but Jesus looked at this guy, and it wasn't asking, well, what else can you do? He just took action and helped. We've got to learn to take action and help, regardless of sort of our internal pressure uh, and the, the way that we view the world. We've got to help people, no matter what. The second thing from this, the sick man assumed the only way to be healed was impossible to attain. The guy had a perfectly logical excuse as to why his life would not change. He could not move. He was an invalid or he was sick. He was paralyzed in some way. And so there was a very real physical barrier stopping him for 38 years getting into the pool or getting the help that he he needed. So why would year 39 be any different? The sick man lays in the right spot, but clearly has given up hope that things can change. Other people can change. Other people can move fast enough. Other people can get their blessing. Other people can sort of exit the cycle of pain and depression to get freedom. But not me, this guy has decided. Have you ever been there before? Are Are you there now? Do you have friends, family that are at this point? Why try? Why care? Why hope? Every time I do, I get let down. Every time I do, someone else beats me to the thing that I need. And in this story, Jesus looks at him and tells him, take up your bed and walk. And the man, with 38 years of bad days, 38 years of problems, walks. Too many times we assume that there's nothing we can do to fix our situation. I've been this way for too long. It's been this way for too long. I've struggled with this my entire life. Other people can change, but I'm stuck. And every time I try to get unstuck, I make it worse or I get let down and it hurts even even more. So I just give up. I just give up. And, And this is just what it's going to be for my life. And all the while, all the while, Jesus might be standing next to us in those situations asking us, do we want to be healed? And the reality is maybe we can't do anything to change our situation. Maybe we can't. Maybe you've got some physical ailments and and, and you, you can diet all you want. You can work out all you want. You get some surgeries, but there's always going to be some issues that are going to be bringing you down. Maybe mentally it's the same sort of thing. You're sort of trapped in your own mind. You've got some emotional damage. You've got some psychological damage. And so there is literally nothing you can do on your own to fix this thing. 
And you've just decided that's what it's going to be. But let me tell you something. If 38 years of suffering, 38 years of problems that this guy has experienced is not enough to stop Jesus from bringing a new life and transformation into this situation for this guy, then why would we doubt that Jesus can't do the same thing for our problems, chronic problems and small problems, bad days, bad moments, and bad years and decades? Don't count Jesus out. Don't don't think that Jesus can't step in and do something that you can't do. That's it. And maybe for those of you who have struggled with some chronic problems throughout your life and you've resigned yourself to lay by the pool because you've decided you'll never be able to get into the pool, Jesus has got you. He's got you. I don't know what that looks like for your life. I don't know what it looks like for your situation, for your context, but I do know that Jesus has got you. He can't help you. Maybe it is a spectacular healing. Maybe it is maybe it is sending someone your way to help. Maybe maybe it's him just changing you emotionally. Maybe it is just him using the pain that you've suffered to bring wisdom in your life to help other people. But Jesus has got you for the problem that you're facing, whether you've been facing it for a day or facing it for a decade. So don't give up. Don't give up. I watched my dad's mom, my mama, live without a relationship with Jesus for basically my entire life until the very few last months or last year of her life. It was a lifetime of her purposefully sort of separating herself from a relationship with God, which means that she was spiritually crippled for all sorts of little reasons. But Jesus was right there after a lifetime of living without him, a lifetime of being separated from, a lifetime of being spiritual crippled, Jesus was right there when she was ready to stand up spiritually. He was there. It can be very overwhelming to be stuck in a rut for so long, but don't give up. Things can change. Maybe you can't fix the problem, and maybe recognizing that you can't fix the problem is exactly where you need to be, but Jesus is there asking, do you want to walk? And I hope that your answer is yes. Maybe you're tired of trying to fix it. And maybe that's the perfect opportunity to recognize that Jesus will fix it for you, even when you can't. Hope that helps you. Um, Maybe you're not having a bad day now, but maybe you will have a bad day later, and I hope you remember this. Maybe you are in a season right now where you're just struggling with some stuff. Have hope. Jesus can help you no matter how long you think that you've been struggling with this. God bless you guys. I'll see you later.